catchphrase. No, that's wrong. Good morning, BHA. It is a podcast about barbershop recorded today. Richard Reeve in Queensland and there's Ash down in Perth. Two Australians talking about the greatest hobby on earth. Oh boy, it's swell to say. Good morning, BHA. So I'm here, um, the doors have just opened at the uh, Vocal Essence extravaganza. The uh, excitement is building, uh, the audience is streaming in and... I'm, uh, I'm joined here by a few members of the Clippers Chorus who have uh, accepted the invitation from Jen to be part of the Friends and Family Chorus. Um, uh, uh, Cole, introduce yourself and uh, yeah, tell, tell the listeners uh, what made you join, the, join this, this event. All right, uh, yeah, Colin, uh, I'm uh, from the Clippers, obviously, and uh, I enjoy partaking in any sort of event and Jen uh, always puts on a good show, with, so why not be part of it? Yeah, very, very good answer. What about you, Rog? Well, um, Jen tried to invite me over for this a couple of times before, but uh, this time we were invited to sing with uh, Nonette from, from our chorus. And I thought, yeah, might as well join in for the whole deal. So we're doing both that and we were planning to do both that and sing in, in the general uh, final number. But now due to COVID, that's been a bit uh, messed up. Um, and Cole, uh, remind our listeners, yeah, you've been barbershopping for quite a number of years now. What, what Briefly, what got you involved and, and why have you kept singing barbershop? What, what have you enjoyed about it that's kept you going? All right, well, I've, I've been involved for 23 years. I started in cool. Perth. Uh, I, was, I was invited by uh, Bruce Oakley, one of the founding members of Barbershop in Australia, to uh, go along to Men in Harmony, which I did. And uh, from there, just... I don't know, there were 70 odd guys on the risers and the... He's, Cole's shaking his head, just remembering how awesome it was. It was, just, it was really awesome and they sang... Can you flush uh, that out a bit? They, well, they were singing uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Nice. And, and it's just, it was such a good balance of, uh, of the chorus yeah. and um, I thought, no, I've, I've got to be part of that. Good I've got you. to be part of that and yeah, uh, yeah I did eventually get, get to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, and how long did you sing with Men in Harmony before coming across to Brisbane and did you go straight from Men in Harmony to the Clippers or...? No, no I, I was with Men in Harmony for just over a year mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, unfortunately the chorus split up right. and the West Coast Corsman, Bruce went off with West Coast Corsman and I went with Bruce to the West Coast Corsman yep. and spent oh, a couple of years there. Um, yeah, and before I moved then to South Australia and joined the uh, Festival Statements, the old Festival Statements. Look at you, you've sang in almost every chorus in the country. <laughs> I, move, I move around. <laughs> Cole's, Cole's middle name, I get around, caught. What about you, Rog? Well, I've been to barbershop now for 37 years, Whee! I think it is. That's yeah. pretty close to a record And I started in, uh, in uh, snobs in, in uh, Sweden and Norway and Finland and Denmark. Oh, so snobs takes all those into account, does it? There you go. We learn something every day. I thought it was Sweden. Oh, that's fascinating. So multinational organisation, and uh, with the choruses I was in, we've been to internationals three times. And Is it with the entertainment, or no? That was first with Vocal Vikings, and then with the Stockholm Chordmasters, okay. which then split up and eventually formed Zero Eight out of some oh, of the splinters. Okay. Yeah, right. So yeah. And, and what has kept you coming back to Barbershop for 37 years? Just can't. He has, a, he has a, a, a contemplating look on his face, as you can hear by the sigh. I can't really face doing without the harmony. Yeah, That's just it. Yeah. This is why I ask people to get amazing answers like that. 
Um, all right, audience, we'll uh, be back with you soon. And we're back. Uh, Neil, if you'd be kind enough to tell them how you discovered how you got into barbershop. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, how did I get into barbershop? My brother, actually. He um, was in the chorus Brisbane River City Clippers first and invited Dad and myself along. So we joined up. You knew you'd like singing, is that right? And he oh, you knew you'd yeah, like singing? Yeah, I, I always like singing, but I've never sang in any platform before. So this is the first time I've ever had the opportunity to sing for people. So that's been a nice, pleasant change rather than singing for myself. So, so what, before Barbershop, you just you would just sing, you know, to the radio or to, or to whatever and just sing for yourself and that's it? Absolutely. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and so and is, is that what has kept you coming back for decades? Uh, just the, what, 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 what is it? Uh, yeah, singing for people. I yeah. like I like giving people a listening experience. So that's that's the whole whole part of it for me, the whole singing. Singing to an empty room is very different to singing to an audience, yeah? It is. I actually, I actually find it more enjoyable and easier to sing to people than just to sing to nothing. So. Can you unpack that a bit? Do you know why that is? Uh, well... I just like communicating a story to people. So if you've got no one there, you've got no one to communicate it's with. A bit, it's a bit academic if it's an empty room. It, Whereas if you've got an audience, it becomes real. It becomes real. You yeah. can actually. Not that I want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> not not at all. Not at all, there, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly it. You know, you can if you've got someone you've got someone there to tell a story to. There's there's a purpose to it. So mm-hmm. that's what makes it all fun and enjoyable. And and so within that, where, where does contest and competition and convention sit with you? If you if you had to rank just singing in the moment uh, in rehearsals and with chorus number one number two is singing in shows and for audiences in general and the number three is competition and convention um, is, is one or two of them by far the most important things for you yeah I, I for myself I see competition as just part of the journey not the destination it's part of the development mm-hmm. so for me that the whole important part of it is that development of your singing to increase the wow factor for the audience mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just a step on the way. So yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. And uh, lastly, of course, the Clippers have tried... Uh, um, the Clippers has been the chorus that you've sung with always. Have you sung with others not on an ongoing basis? Always Clippers, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, um, of course, the Clippers uh, formed in 1991. So last year was the 30th anniversary and have tried two. I think this is the third time now to get the 30th, fourth time. Wow. <laughs> to get the 30th anniversary ga- um, gala. What to, to you, what are the reflections or what will be the main celebrations for that 30 year anniversary for the Clippers? Oh, okay. That's a very deep question. Um, Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I guess, you know, it's it's about the, the course and history of the chorus and, and how things have changed over time, how barbershop has changed over time and you know, um, and celebrating the fact of gentlemen singing together in, in that sort of style. So. Celebrating still being around, yeah, oh, which absolutely. is not for nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Neil Edridge, uh, thank you for your time and have a nice day. You too. Thank you. And uh, here I am with Brian Houston, uh, one of the best basses in the society, although he'll, although he'll be too modest to say that. <laughs> Stop it. Keep going. Stop it. Keep going. Brian, uh, um, Quickly, how did you get into barbershop and how do you think it has changed uh, since the time you started? Uh, let's see, I, I guess I'm kind of a, a journeyman. It's been about three and a half, four years. I kind of feel like I'm in my, my middle years, maybe. <laughs> no longer enough. The end of the beginning. Maybe, yeah, or the beginning of the end, <laughs> as it goes. Um, 
Yeah. So, so you haven't seen decades, but you've seen really the well. You've, you've seen both sides of the pandemic. It was really only a few years, and then the pandemic came in. Barbershop said, "Hang on a minute. I don't. I'm not sure. I welcome this guy. Let's have a global pandemic and stop singing." That's right. I, I got through the plague years. Uh, <laughs> made it to the other end. So, looking forward. There's, to there's an album right there. <laughs> Brian Houston, the plague years, or a, or a quartet name, maybe. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Essentially. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, I, I've been doing it about three and a half years with the. Um, River City Clippers and gone through a number of uh, quartets. Well, actually, actually only two. When I say a number, that's not a large it's number. A number. Yeah, it's a number. <laughs> yeah, so it started with um, the Five Young Cannibals, right? Uh, I love that name. Yes. So, uh, and, and what did you, what have you experienced the difference between singing in a chorus and singing in a quartet? Are they equally enjoyable for you, one more of a challenge than the other, just etc.? What's your take? Uh, I actually got into courses because I, I, I wanted to sing in a quartet. Yeah, that was sort of my goal. So, so for me, although I, I do enjoy the, the chorus singing, it's, it really is more about the quartet stuff that I, that I enjoy. Okay. Yeah. So you, you enjoy the chorus, but it's actually more of a vehicle to, to create opportunities for quartet. Yeah, absolutely. That's fascinating. That, that's where you go for practice and uh, you know, getting all the, all the good actions coaching. and coaching. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, take that away and, and take it into the quartet. So... Uh, that's what it is for me, at least. Yeah. yeah. And uh, are there particular things you can put your finger on that you've learnt in quartet about you as a singer or as performing or anything that you hadn't hadn't quite learnt as, as as clearly in chorus? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, because it's one distinct voice for each part. Like, you listen a lot harder, and you have to listen a lot harder. I, I think you know, when you're on the risers in a in a big big chorus, you know, you often can't hear the other side of the risers, but. But what I found in the quartet is if I couldn't hear everybody clearly as a distinct voice and be able to kind of tune in and out of those voices, then I wasn't singing well. So, um, yeah, just the listening, I think, is probably... Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you, Brian Houston. Keep it up. All right. Thank you. All right. So we are between shows. It's uh, roughly 6 o'clock on Saturday it's night. Early. We've had a wonderful matinee, first matinee, and I'm joined here by Jan, a music director, and a bunch of the wonderful chorus members. The non-wonderful chorus members, they're inside. Um, so, talk to my beautiful listeners. Uh, how are you feeling? Uh, is this a sort of a, a, a beautiful pre-afterglow? Because we've got another show, it's a nice little after the first show. Where, where are we at emotionally and musically? Absolutely pumped. Uh-huh. Absolutely pumped. We did really well in that first show. And I think we're going to even excel even further and smash it with our next one. So I'm excited, excited to get back up there. It goes straight to the PR wall, that statement. If you'd be kind enough for the benefit of my listeners just to introduce yourselves and, and tell them what part you sing, and then they'll know whose who's glorious insights they're listening to. Who's next? I'll go next. Oh, good. I am a friend and family of Vocalessence, the most amazing women's ensemble on the planet. And lucky enough to be a part of the finale which is this is me and I think for me it's really emotional because it is very heart driven and our midday performance today our matinee I cried during it because I just felt the music and felt the message and just loved being with all these people with hearts full of love it was gorgeous for the benefit of our audience, uh, Jen has put together a program where <clears throat> a bunch of guests, uh, friends and family of the chorus uh, join Vocalessons on stage for the finale of the show and uh, we're singing 
beautiful harmony. Uh, this is it from The Greatest Showman. This is me. This is me. This is me. Well, there you go. Jen, where are you at? Be my um, assistant director, Elizabeth Isdale. Mm, um, I'm feeling mentally really great. Just physically need to... So the adrenaline is is working. Yeah. White line yeah. fever? Cross that white line? Bang, on you are. Okay. <laughs> there actually have quite a few, uh, few um, leadership members here. So Lizzie is assistant director um, and a core chatter and Vicky is, oh sorry, and a tenor section specialist and then Vicky's on the tenor team and the visual team and Jano is on the management team as a general member and my makeup, thank God, chair. Um, and then Amanda is on the lead team um, and a general member of the management team as well and Pens even though she said she's friends and family she's a former member as well of the chorus and was on the floor team as well so yeah quite the quite Great. the gamut we're running thank right you here. thank you to, for introducing them yeah. uh, to our, our listeners and now when they speak they'll be able to uh, we put fries on the table and this is who came remember what that's right yeah um, and with Pen, Pens's comments about how emotional it was yeah I think it was pretty awesome this show we put together a year two years ago um, it was supposed to be last August so keeping it going and then actually getting it done was uh, it's been pretty huge. Yeah. Uh, How really many logistics did you have to change apart from the date? Obviously, did you keep the same venue? Uh, same venue, some different music and some different groups. So we lost a couple of quartets and stuff like that uh, who disbanded between. Um, we've had yeah, right. some change in characters because so, it's a fully scripted show. Um, so we had to reassign some speaking parts because we lost some actors. Um, and the order of the show had to change a little bit as well. Um, and then this is the project, This Is Me, it felt like it was starting all over again. And we actually have a completely different chorus um, than we were going to have uh, when we were going to do it in August. So it's been pretty amazing um, to have all those friends and family. We've got, we've got quite a lot of friends. We have uh, some dads, we've got some kids, we've got... Um, I think that's it. It's mostly kids and a dad. Jane's kids, my kids, Misha's kids, Jules' kids, and husband. Jill's oh, we got daughter. husband. We got husband and daughter. Uh, yeah, Jules' kids. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been pretty pretty great to have it come together. Um, very excited to do the evening show, and then we have a Sunday matinee as well. So um, yeah, it's been huge. Well done. It's so far so good. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good to get the first of three shows off, uh, you know, and, and in the bag uh, on the shelf and, and, and do it do it well. And then, then sort of the, you're broken the back of, haven't you? You've sort of, yeah. You're off the races. Off to the races. The nerves are gone now. It's just <clears throat> going to be fun from here. Yeah, it's been pretty yeah. fun. I think we've got something like um, 23 songs from Broadway musicals. And I can't even remember, 16 different groups of people. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. It's been huge. But it's been awesome. It's been real awesome. The actors are great. It's funny. Very well written. How did you write it, Jen? Tell our audience about the, uh, the the creative process to choose the, this model and then, and then putting the meat on the bones. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate for... Um, I'm a huge advocate for themed packages and shows. And... I am also an advocate for the fact that you can write anything with what you've got to work with. Um, it's fun to teach a class on how to do that for people who just think they have to do this concert format thing. Concerts are great and there's a time and place for that, 
Um, but when you've got characters like I do in my chorus, it's really hard not to think about how funny it would be to allow the rest of an audience to actually get to know them a little bit more personally. And then we just sing better together. Um, so this one started off of the concept of doing a stalker package um, and then it got a little bit too real and a bit weird so I was like oh I'm not and really you sure didn't we didn't do every breath you take do, well that's package. in the stalker package but I had to kind of pull this one back okay. so this is a murder mystery um, not to give anything away but we don't kill anyone <laughs> um, but it appears that we yes. have and there's three three prime suspects as we go through the show um, it's a Broadway themed show so we're getting ready for a show um, it's either the obsessed um, fan the stalker or it's the um, understudy <laughs> currently in your presence um, or the director who is a former love interest of said victim um, and you know it's fine she comes back at the end she just fell into the spoiler alert spoiler she tripped over the down the stairs and fell into the props closet but it was all good um, but um, you meant for a quartet props closet props closet please welcome please welcome props closet, props closet. yeah um, <laughs> So we, yeah, so I did have a team of writers and um, it was a lot of, is that funny? Because I'm, you know, being American as well, I think things are funny that people just look at me for a really long time and stop blinking. Um, But the girls that took on the roles, um, when they put their hands up to be MCs, it was quite easy to assign them to the roles. Uh, The three main characters really bring the show to life, I think. it would just not be the same without those people doing that and and they have taken such great coaching instruction um pens is actually an actress herself and so she's actually given us quite a lot of um tools and techniques to apply to building those characters which we did at our retreat um and i think all of that lead up is a big part of the process of what makes it successful we did have some battles with covid and having rehearsals one of being cancelled and so things one of your guest back. acts had to pull out at yeah, the last today, minute today because, we lost yeah, one of our acts today they had no leads yeah and we almost lost um the quartet mine and lizzie's quartet side hustle had yeah. to have it had to be a consistent plan we would have just pulled the song lizzie's three out of four of us who have had covid and so we weren't really sure how we'd go but mm. they came good which is great we're very grateful hopefully this is a gonna have a setback because we do have a competition in a week as well <laughs> to a show in april they Alleg- said allegedly yeah. yeah so um but yeah i think i think the chorus i believe that when you do events together you do shows you do competitions the chorus becomes more bonded um i think jano said it really well earlier we're doing a bit of a marketing video and i overheard her saying you know she'll never leave now and you know it is about getting your hooks in someone in something that speaks to them so it's not just about the music all the time or even about the people all the time is that you find their thing and all of a sudden they realize they can make a difference and so her being the makeup chair is a, is a combination of her love of music and her love of makeup um, and her love of chairs and her love of chairs <laughs> you know which is really important um, and so I think I think that you know she said and, and her son who is adorable He's so funny. Um, is in the finale and I think that just for her was really the icing on the cake and the cherry on top. I think she just she just said, I'm not going anywhere. Um, and I think that that's part of what makes what we do so important is creating an environment where people know they're always welcome and know that, um, you know, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Nice. And Lizzie, tell, uh, tell our, our listeners about your 
position as AMD? Did Jen approach you? Did you approach Jen? Uh, and, and the thought process, you know, it's a soccer it's package. A, it's a wonderful, um, wonderful uh, development opportunity, but it's also a, a challenge. Tell us about yes. your, your 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 thought process there. Yeah, um, uh, Jen approached me mm -hmm. um, and asked if. Um, that was something that I would consider, which mm -hmm. I mean, at the time was um, a real shock to be asked. You, you weren't um, actually considering it until no, you were asked. Yeah. No, yes, well, that's sometimes right. Sometimes there's the best opportunities um, in life. But, uh, it, Someone it's, asks it's, and then you go, actually. Right. It's such a good would... challenge. So um, today actually was the first time that I've directed a song officially. Mm -hmm. Oh, congratulations. Um, so that's, song that's, debut. That's, yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah, certainly is a challenge, but it is really great. And it's, uh, you know, it's. Um, I'm, grateful to have the opportunity to, to are, do it. What are some of the things that spring to mind that you're sort of most confident bringing into the role and what are some of the yes. things you go, hey, I'm looking forward to developing those um, skills over there? Well, like I, I have a background knowledge of music uh -huh. from childhood, yeah. so I still feel quite confident with that, that side of thing. Yep. From being in vocal lessons when I joined, I like, liked singing and, you know, that was why I was here, mm -hmm. but um, I've developed a lot of confidence in my own voice since I've joined and then sort of feel like I've got a little bit um, that I can give in combination with the, the musical knowledge I already had. Um, directing is completely new okay. to me so that's so been, the, that's been the most daunting yep. bit um, but I sort of feel like I'm finding my feet a bit. Presumably a um, having dabbled in the music director game mm. myself periodically uh, uh, having the having the relationship with the members would be mm. hugely different to you just turning up yes. at some course you didn't know and becoming yeah. AMD as well. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I I think that's a big part of it, that it, you're, you already know the yep. group of women that you're with. And they know you, and you've got standing with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I sort of feel like, you know, if I get up there and do something ridiculous that they're they're going to be nice, so um, that's that helped me. It's be a safe a bit, That helped me be a bit yeah. brave as we well. We want you to so. succeed too. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and that, I, I mean that's there. that's the whole environment that yeah. that um, you know like is in vocal lessons. I guess. Did you feel yeah. prepared to direct your song today? I did. Yeah. You, you certainly yeah, looked it. You looked Thank poised. You. you looked into the music. You looked really. I, had someone said you'd been directing for five years, you would have believed it. Oh, thank because you. Because you just, yeah, looked like it, yeah. you, you, you were comfortable there, so well done. Thank you. Thank you. That's very nice of you. And honest, which is a coincidence. Yes. <laughs> Even better. Even better. Even better. Uh, wonderful. Well, well um, uh, congratulations on the appointment as AMD and your first uh, performance and, and uh, yeah, long may Thank it continue you. and the, the musical journey which we yes. sort of, we have a fair idea of where it takes us but we mm. never quite know that's which is right. part of the fun isn't it? Yes, Good. that's right. Alright, so here we are after the second show on uh, Saturday the 30th of April and yep, sure. I'm standing, thank you. Yes, Julia Beckett says yes, yes, yes. That's yes. correct. I confirm. Ba bowing, yes, appropriately. I like the Mikado. Um, so, uh, Amy, formerly LeBeau, that's not my real name, never was. How, I do not know her real name. How did you, shh, stop distracting, stop taking over the podcast. Um, uh, yeah, how do you reflect on those two beautiful shows? And they're amazing. Good, well done. Okay, so. Okay. <laughs> You're hilarious. I really am. <laughs> so just get cut in the edit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and back to me. <laughs> As I was saying. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> so that was really good. I feel like especially 
and there was a couple of songs that basses really got that low D because it's night time, so that was great. That was great to fit. Are you traditionally baritone, baritone lead? So I started as lead, went to baritone, was in a quartet baritone, but now I'm bass. Where, do, you, do you love all of them or do you prefer yeah. one or more? Yeah, polysectional. Okay. <laughs> Except never tenor. That was a sexual joke, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also say tricep. They don't, they don't need you to say that. <laughs> Except they do. Have you met my listeners? Yeah, yes, you have. It's you. <laughs> That's right, the I am. I am the listener. Yeah. Um, so and shout out to Nikki McGrath, who's also the other listener. <laughs> yes, yes. Regardless, goes to shout out to Nikki McGrath, um, who will be on faculty at Harmony University this year, just quietly. Yes, yes. Not quietly. Um, I work for it. So. <laughs> not, not, not so quietly. Um, so yeah, um, tell me about the, the sort of the lead up. How? What was the vibe around uh, the, the chorus today? Everyone felt sort of. Uh, courses of mystic maybe? Well, I think so. I mean, it's been a while since we've been able to have a show because this show was pushed back from like because of COVID. Mm. Um, and a lot of people in the chorus now haven't even done a comp set or anything. So I think this is the first chance that they've had to get on stage in front of people mm. multiple times as well. It's been awesome. Mm. It's been like, especially for the newbies, before we start doing something a bit more serious. Yeah, I'm having an interview. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. Sorry. Sorry about that. This is Kelly Shepard. That's just right. Kelly, interrupting. Kelly just making clear he doesn't want to interrupt. Yeah. Uh, hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm going home. It's just him. He's going to listen. Am I going to be in the uh, podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Kelly Shepard. <laughs> Signing off. Yeah. Signing off. Uh, I have a sign off. Si- hang on. What's my sign off? You take your time. You have a sign off? I have a sign off. It's no a, hurry. Catchphrase. No, that's wrong. Jeez. That's, no, I don't is have Is this the funny bit or is the funny bit no, coming? It's, it's done. It's, it's over. Done. It's okay. already well, been funny. Excellent. Okay, ask, your, ask your audience. <laughs> yeah. If, if you think this is funny, this is Kelly Shepard. So, if you don't think it's funny, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's no. not Kelly Shepard. <laughs> um, so tell me the, um, uh, the, the, the feeling in the chorus, uh, sort of second show compared to first, it's, you know, almost always just a bit more relaxed, a bit more enjoyable. Definitely more relaxed, I think yeah. as well because it's night time and we're all kind of we've done it once now and everyone's kind of gone through it definitely more relaxed but also exhausted so there were times when you know you slept a bit or you just didn't have as much energy to give that song as the rest of it so you kind of had to choose the moments to give the energy Mm -hmm. rather than having the capacity to do it for all yeah this is almost it's quite a a benefit in the uh the the, the, um energy the focus uh the 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 little bit of nerves gives you that mental sharpness doesn't it Uh, yeah 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 and so um yeah hopefully tomorrow will be just the the perfect combination of the two we hope so people will be rested and well we're not going to be here from eight all the way yeah. through. This is like almost a, what, a 14 hour day. Yeah, it was, today it's, was pretty We're going to be coming in at like 11 yeah. tomorrow and then having the show at 2. So yeah. I think we'll all be a lot happier for that. And because it's the last show, you kind of put the rest of your energy into everything as well. Mm. Absolutely. This is it, the final hurrah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is lovely to have a, a number of shows. And so, what's your take, Amy, um, on uh, where does sort of vocal essences um uh, attention or focus sit at the moment with BHA and, and Sweet Alliance? Is it just uh, just you know two options of conventions to go to or organisations well, to be involved with? We've or? always been involved with BHA. Yeah, we've always. And why do you like BHA better? Yeah, so, that's not what I said. <laughs> that's what the listeners heard. 
a part of BHA. We've always, like, even when I was doing quartetting with vocal lessons as well nine years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> We competed and stuff and, and we always enjoyed it. It was always a good time to get that um, feedback because it is different from SII. Like, you know, it is they have a different way of judging and all that kind of stuff. So it is always good to get a different side of things as well, different audience as well that expect different things. Um, so I think this is just now that it made it more official, like we're joining BHA yeah, interesting. as an actual... You, you, you were involved in all but name before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we just got like the, you know, oh, here's a medal. Like, you know, not actual... I think they even, after a time, they didn't give medals right. for women c- competing because they weren't part of it. Yeah. Which is fair enough. But now we are, so yeah. now we expect medals. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's all a matter of power of positive thinking. Yeah. Ex- expect the medals and they shall come. Um, and so has there been much talk in the chorus about a, a future focus or is it sort of one one thing at a time? Well, or? we only really just were told during our last retreat that we were joining. Uh, well, no, sorry the option that you know we can join if we want to and we had a vote and then we actually got to vote I think it was pretty much unanimous that we joined BHA it's just perfect timing as well because SAI competitions in May and men's usually later on how rude (laughs) is someone singing a tag I can faintly hear (laughs) just just a frisson I feel like someone singing a post is that (laughs) could be a post Hey. Oh, Jackson! <laughs> that was Jackson. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, I can't yeah, remember the, the, the benefit of um, the... Having the two, National yeah. competitions, one in May and one in sort of September, October, in this case, November. Um, so, sort of, I guess it'll take a, a few years to come, sort of just through the wash, who wants to take part of the female choruses, who wants to take part in, in one or both. Yeah, uh, I think we will generally, in vocal lessons anyway take both part in both it'll be because being uh, being in BHA will prepare us for our own SAI and likewise the other way around as well because with men's as well they have their regional again <laughs> um, in a, they have their regionals which is southeast Queensland whereas our regions for, vo- for SAI is Australia it, yeah the use of the word region is very confusing yeah, yeah. yeah. so I love you. Mm-hmm. Julia Beckett, Julia not Julia Beckett Richard. saying goodbye. Yes. <laughs> That's all right. Goodbye. Just leave it up to the imagination of the, of the, of the listener. Yes. All right, Emily, as usual, delight to talk to you. Thank you for your, uh, your thoughts. No worries, and, uh, anytime. Well done uh, t- today and enjoy tomorrow. I will. Well, you will too. Thank you. <laughs> oh, where's the any key? Oh. So you'd be kind enough to introduce yourself for our uh, our listeners. Sure. So my name is Louise Davidson. Excellent, Louise. Thank you. And uh, we're so um, uh, this is subsequent to some previous recordings of, uh, of little interviews I've done over the weekend. So we're now on Sunday afternoon. The chorus has just finished its third show, and there's a there's a there's a, there's an air of celebration as well as relief and exhaustion in in the air. But everyone's happy with how it went. Um, and uh, you were saying that uh, you've been with the chorus for a couple of years. No. A, yeah, Four years, yeah. Yeah, so I've been with Chorus just over four years and it's been an incredible journey for me. I was not a performer. I was not somebody that actually, you know, had ever sung much at all. I'd had a few singing lessons, but I never sung in a group since school. So it's been a real journey for me. And this, I feel now after this performance that, 
it's kind of arrived, I suppose. It's been good. Nice. And before you, how did you hear about vocal lessons and what was your current, um, uh, what role did singing play in your life? Were you looking for a place to sing or when you found vocal lessons did you go, oh, actually I think I quite like singing? Yeah. So what happened was I actually um, was having trouble finding my voice and I went to a singing teacher and I spent sort of two years with her and I, I did find my voice in that time. But what happened was I she, she stopped working and I needed somewhere and she suggested that I try vocal lessons. And I remember um, packing up my bag the night of the audition thinking, if I don't get in, I'm just gonna walk straight out the door. So I did get in, it was very exciting and I, was, I think I was quite surprised because I, at that stage still didn't believe in my voice, so. So, um, it, the the audition process did you found did you find it uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth but was it confronting obviously you saw it as a challenge and you were pleasantly surprised to get through is that right um, I found it a massive challenge because I'd never sung for part of, well I had sung I had some harmonies at school but actually to sing a cappella was very challenging and I'd never sung in a quartet style and it was incredibly challenging I remember being incredibly nervous and I, I remember the quaver in my voice how, you know, I was, I'm just like, oh, I'm, not, I'm just not sure about this. I'm, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? What am I doing here? And I probably said that for the next year as well. I, I, even in that first year, felt quite out of my depth. Um, didn't feel like I, you know, I had the voice, so. Yeah, yeah that's fascinating. I'm, I'm, I always think it's interesting how people get involved and the, the impediments or, or, or not. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure, knowing the, the girls as I do, it would have, they would have tried to make it a, a, a sort of a welcoming and a, an empowering process, um, but it was still pretty confronting. Is there anything that, that a chorus could do to, to facilitate and sort of uh, metaphorically or literally hold your hand through? Or I had an amazing um, bass specialist and she was just really great. Um, she, yeah, she just supported me. I think it was the support was really good. It was, uh, you know, believing in yourself. Uh, and then, you know, just, uh, I, I had a great buddy who was just there all the way. And then, as I often do, I think the only way to survive is to get really involved. So then I became the membership coordinator and, you know, just getting to know people and, and, when people walked in the door, I understand how tough it was for them walking in the door. So it was really good for, for me to relate to them because I remember that process of how overwhelming it was to walk in the door. So uh, fascinating to hear that the, the, yeah, the experience of walking in the door and every group by, you know, has to decide whether it wants to be a, a community choir where everyone is welcome or something else uh, where there are certain you know, level expectations of commitment and some uh, some you know, community choirs work really well on a low level of commitment but that's not the choice that Vocal Essence has made. T tell me about the, the, the yeah that, that culture and that decision I guess as, as, as having uh, expectations. Yeah, I don't want to say it's a culture of excellence because I don't actually like that word. I, I think it's a culture of working really hard and performing the best that you possibly can and it's a culture of of working hard and putting the time in. I think that's that's the difference. Uh, not a difference, but I think that that's what's very important to vocal lessons is that we work hard and we commit. And and for me, the bass section, like it's just an a most the most amazing bunch of women. And I've had the most amazing section specialists. And Sharon Cartwright, who is now uh, the section specialist, is the most brilliant human with so much knowledge and so happy to impart and if there's any 
time, she'll just say, oh, come over and we'll sing. I mean, it's perfect. So perfect. She, she is a, a, a special and wonderful human being. I absolutely agree with that. Um, and so how long have you been in the membership coordinator? No, 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 I wasn't. So, oh, no, 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 I was, but I'm not anymore, is oh, what okay. I meant to say. Okay. So, I did that for maybe, I never, I sort of took it on. You know how you sort of get a role and you think, oh, well, I'll just do and it. You give it a go. Role. Yeah. Uh, until somebody else takes it on. Yeah. And then I trained up the next And 10 years later. Yeah, no. Uh, no, no, no. I was very busy in the rest of my life. I, I do other things, and I knew that I, I wanted to train somebody up to do it. And then I trained up the next person. And she was just, she's just come off the. Um, position, but she was unbelievable. So yeah, I feel really pleased that I then trained somebody up who did such an amazing job. Well, uh, credit to you for identifying that that you know uh, finding someone else was was the best thing for the chorus because that's the an ongoing sort of challenge and opportunity, isn't it? Making sure that the people in the roles are the best suited for them rather than just 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 keep staying there because they're there. Absolutely. It's not not always the, the best Absolutely. move. I'm interested. Do you have? Did you? Speaking of sort of expectations and not being a community choir, where just anything goes and just come together and whatever happens happens. Um, did you have many chats with with visiting prospective members where you had to explain that and go, this we, we, we are this, not that. Yeah, I mean, you, you, um, I'm mature. Let me say enough to know who you need to explain that to. I think um, people often came in and realised that that was the expectation, and I think sometimes. Uh, that quite concerned people but because I'd had that challenge and I understood that challenge um, I understood how to nurture their fear I understood how it was very important that I, yeah, I, I um, everything's fine folks <laughs> I understood um, yeah that you had to explain that you, you did have to keep explaining that and you did have to keep saying look it'll be okay if you put the time in you'll be okay yeah. and people often don't get in because they often then didn't put the time in or couldn't put the time in and they realize you know and I'd say look you're gonna have to put in several hours a week and if you don't have several hours a week then you know go and sing maybe sing somewhere else yeah. you know it's, I'm totally fascinated by by this culture and these discussions because a lot of the time barbershop is such a double-edged sword because it is such a community, it is such an amazing um, art form and, and, and subculture of um, uh, encouragement um, but then sometimes we kind of shoehorn people into things and then we're surprised when it doesn't work. Well how about we a bit clearer on what the expectations are and then allow people who are totally into that to choose to do that. Actually, yeah, I mean, I, I was very clear about that. You know, I didn't have any problem. I'm very clear about everything. I'm that sort of person. So for me, that wasn't, you know, for me, that wasn't, you know, I could say boom, boom, boom. I run a business. I'm used to, you know, running staff. I'm used to sort of doing stuff. So, you know, it, for me, that was that was easy to do that. And I'm sure maybe that offended some people along the way. I, I, but I don't apologise for that because I think you want to be very clear about what vocal essence is. And I think, you know, we always were clear, and we still are clear. Uh, yeah. Well, organisational goal 101 is yeah. being clear on why you exist and what you want to achieve. Okay. If you're just floating, then you're guaranteed to achieve something random <laughs> and probably not something elite. No, yeah, and that's very true. And I, yeah, I do, I do believe that we're very clear about that, and we really nurture anybody that then wants to wants to you know come in and we'll support them and and life often gets in the way you know I think that's what we realize that yeah I, I think that, that that does happen fascinating to talk to you thank you very much and best wishes
very easy. You'd be kind enough to introduce yourself and the part you sing. Hi, my name is Katie Brown and I sing baritone for vocalists. Ah, the best part. Excellent, Katie. Um, how long have you been involved in the chorus? Uh, a little over a year now, so I'm still quite a newbie. Fantastic. And what was your musical and singing experience before that? Just high school work, lots of musicals, um, small quartets and small groups. Um, yeah, not fast, but enough, I suppose, to join vocal lessons. So. so so music was a pretty big part of your life and you knew you loved singing? Yeah, I loved singing, but then obviously had a break from it um, when I had kids and then started a job and then just recently found this, um, yeah, and looking for a hobby and it was just perfect for me at the time, so. Nice. Yeah, you seem fairly comfortable as a performer on stage. Would you would you say you, you, you like performing? Um, yes, it's taken some time to be comfortable though. I suppose it's just about letting loose and um, just enjoying the moment and being in the moment. Um, for me, that was a little bit awkward and uncomfortable at the start, but I feel like I've gotten better as time's gone on. So, yeah. it's it's a fascinating journey to. Uh, it's actually a, a very empowering place the stage to have that permission to perform and once you sort of find your groove and realise that it's it's quite empowering isn't it? Yeah it's lovely and especially I suppose it helps having 30 other women up there doing it <laughs> and everyone's committed and invested so you kind of just get sucked along for the ride and um, it's a good ride to be on. W would you say you're not as much a solo performer you like the ensembles or you're a bit of everything? Um, I like the ensemble stuff I really do enjoy listening to the harmonies um, and the different parts I have done a little bit of solo stuff in um, in the past, but for now the um, ensemble stuff is great for me. Um, nerves is still something that I'm overcoming, so. Julia Beckett uh, walking past and being a distraction, as as is her want. Um, and Katie, uh, tell me the, the, your yeah your experience of the barbershop world because it's a you know it's quite a quite a subculture to discover, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I suppose my first um, competition was last year up at Barbershop Harmony Australia up on the Sunshine Coast, and um, for me that was quite different. Um, even the show at the end, and then the tagging um, at the Afterglow, uh, it was quite a different experience. For a while, I was like, "What's going on here? Why is everyone just breaking out in song?" and um, but so when my friends come to shows like this, I kind of explain to them, this is what happens after the show. <laughs> this is normal. This is normal. Let me brief you on what to expect here. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, but um, yeah, I wouldn't change it. It's lovely. It's yeah. really enjoyable. So. And you mentioned you've got a background in musical theatre. And I think a lot of us who are involved in Barbershop because we love, you know, ensemble singing and shows, we, we, we have a love of both those. Um, what, what do you think some of the similarities and differences are? You know, the, obviously the musical theatre tends to you do a project at a time and then people, you know, go away and then slightly some some of the similar people come back and audition for the next show and some different people whereas barbershop is more of an ongoing thing etc what, what have you found some of the similarities and differences um the similarities that i find i suppose are you know the idea of a chorus mm -hmm. and um having you know a group of people on stage working together feeding off each other yep. and bouncing off each other yep. they're the similarities that i find however the diff the differences are still quite vast lots of different um things are different to barbershop as opposed to musical theater so yeah absolutely i think musically arguably the main difference is yeah in musical theater we're told to enunciate very crisply whereas in in barbershop is very much the wall of sound yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the breath, the breath is a hard thing to get my head around. Taking the words out right. um, and leaving a word out and taking yes. a breath there and planned breaths that was a, that was a big thing for me. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay, lovely to meet you and uh, all the best for your barbershop future. Thank, Thank you for you your time. So much. Thank you. Joined here by uh, Grayson Vaughan, who is uh, was has a number of. Um, uh, Cameos, would you say? Certainly pieces of involvement in the show. Yeah. Uh, ra ra 
run through run through how you were involved apart from singing and being a police officer cameo? Well, you see, <laughs> it all started many years ago. <laughs> About ten years back. No. Um, well, my mother runs the show, so I didn't know how to say no. Uh, that pretty much sums it up. Honest, we like honest answers. Yeah. Yeah. I made yes, as you said, a few cameos, did a few quartets with my mum. I'm very happy with it. Very happy that my mum is happy with it. it. Makes her very happy. Everyone's happy. I'm happy that you're happy that she's happy. I mean, that's that's how the world goes around, isn't it? Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what's na what's up next for you? Uh, I don't know. Found we'll, the new victim, I we'll figure it out on the way. We'll Amy's trying to hijack the the, <laughs> the, the the podcast, but we won't let that happen. Um, you you have various um, uh, professional aspirations in 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 the next uh, you know, as your next steps, which which are which mean you there, there may not be a lot of Australian barber shopping in your immediate future. Uh, not in the immediate future, no. Um, trying to do some fun but scary things. Just trying to trying to live my life. Well, that's pretty much life, isn't it? Trying to do fun but scary things and finding that balance. You don't want to be out of control, but neither do we want to just do the same thing all the time and be vanilla. Yes. Exactly. Um, how would you reflect on? I mean, you, you've probably had a not a unique but a rare barbershop background. You're certainly, obviously, a barbershop brat, and uh, and and you've literally been involved in it for as long as you can remember. Um, as a what are you, 17, 18? Are you 18 in a few weeks or something? 18 or? in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What? What? Um, yeah. I, I guess to. One of a thousand questions. Well, yeah, what, what are some of your your yeah main barbershop memories? Because they'll be quite formative for you, won't they? Mm, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could do an entire entire podcast just on this. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I got asked to do it for the first time. That okay. was a long time ago. I was six. Wow. Uh, and Andrew just he was like, "Do you want to come and sing?" I was like, "Yeah." Mm -hmm. Sure. Had Sounds you been good. bursting too, or was it more, were you not really looking for it? And since someone asked you, you went, oh, okay, fine. Well, it's not really something I had on my mind, but it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Nice. And um, uh, so this, what, what's what's next for uh, Vocal Essence? I guess um, uh, BHA uh, Sunshine Region next weekend, and then and then. Um, yeah. Uh, were they? Yeah, competition next next week. Uh, and then one of the first female choruses to join BHA as full members. Uh, so that's exciting. So I'm sure that they will be doing more shows like this, competitions in both Sweet Adelines and Barbershop Harmony Australia. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I'll be there for all of them. Oh, nice. Good answer. Time will tell. What would today, what would 2022 Grayson tell, you know, 2015 or 13 or 10 Grayson about uh, what, are, what are some of the things you've, you've learnt by, by your experience on stage? Confidence is key. Yeah, right. For the longest time, I stopped singing for about a year, yeah. and when I came back to it, I was timid and everything was coming out, for lack of a better word, horrible. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I went through those stages of my life where your voice lowers. Yeah. Uh, and I was very unconfident with it. Yeah. Felt horrible about myself, and then I found confidence, and it just boosted everything. Yeah. Everything. And my mum, she's been there the whole way. I love it a bit, and she's amazing. Yes. Speaking of um, uh, puberty, as you were saying, what what do you think barbershop can do better to facilitate people through puberty and those sort of fairly confronting years? Mm. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of kids going into adulthood that are in barbershop already. I know 
all the people I've met have looked at me and said, I wish I started when I was your age. Yeah. Um, but there's no real way to facilitate it. Just go easy on them a little mm, bit. Mm. They're struggling. Mm. It was a struggle. Mm. But it's still good fun. Um, it's all all happens as it's supposed to. Oh, so go. if you go from a tenor to a bass like me, <laughs> just go with it. Go with it. Just go with it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, Grayson Vaughan, thank you for your time and best luck with your future. Thank you very much. Happy night. Oh boy, it's swell to say good morning, BHA.